To hear the full episode, become a patron at patreon.com slash deathpanelpod. Welcome to the Death Panel. Patrons, thank you so much for supporting the show. We are entirely listener-supported and could not do any of this without you. If you'd like to help us out a little bit more, share the show with your friends, post about your favorite episodes, pick up a copy of Health Communism, or request it at your local library, and follow us at deathpanel underscore. So today I'm here with my co-hosts, Artie Vierkant. Hello. And Abby Cardis. Hello. And this week, the federal public health emergency in the United States will end. On May 11th, which is this Thursday, exactly 1,200 days from the day that the federal public health emergency was declared, it will be officially over. Additionally, on Friday, April 5th, not to be outdone, the World Health Organization announced kind of out of the blue that they had ended their own official global declaration of a COVID-19 health emergency. So, you know, the sudden decision to end the global health emergency was made on the advice of a committee of independent experts to the WHO, the so-called COVID-19 Emergency Committee, which, and here's a little bit of deep COVID-era trivia or kind of COVID lore. The committee actually includes Sweden's infamous COVID minimizer, Anders Tegnell, among the advisors. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So um, if you're not aware of Tegnell, to just put it lightly, This is really frustrating. And if you need some fuel for your rage or for some reason just really (laughs) desperately need to like get your blood pressure up, I'd recommend going back to an episode that we did last April on April 7th, 2022. It was an interview I did called What Happened in Sweden with David Stetson. And in that one, David and I talked at length about Tegnell and the Swedish response. But, you know, since these bureaucratic ends to the official states of emergency are likely to make many feel that it is now their duty to treat COVID as something that exists in the past tense, Mm -hmm. you know, we should expect to see this become, I think, a major theme of discourse in the coming weeks and months. And it's, you know, a moment where powerful people tasked with maintaining the capitalist values of our political economy are seeking to take advantage of, you know, what is really, I think, an unwelcome milestone that's bringing about a kind of profound grief for those who actually care about continuing COVID protections. You know, these experiences of grief are disenfranchised, meaning they're not only not socially accepted, but they're also subject to a kind of pressure to not exist, you know, because when we experience a kind of profound loss, we also experience a loss of meaning. And so right now, we're all wading through basically various attempts to impose a conclusion on this narrative that wraps our grief and rage into this tidy little package. And we're just being instructed to tuck it away for later. But, you know, they don't get to decide the meaning for you as much as they're going to try, which is why today we're going to talk about and most importantly, resist and refuse premature attempts to eulogize the pandemic. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think we've been thinking collectively, uh, you know, here at the death panel a lot about how to even respond to an event like what's happening on Thursday, an event like the end of the public health emergency. I mean, and I don't necessarily mean respond in terms of, you know, public action. I just mean in terms of even just how to think about it, right? Like an emotional response. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, an emotional response also like, but I think you touched on meaning. I think meaning is really important Mm -hmm. here. Like, I think it is important to sort of deny the impulse to think about the end of the public health emergency May 11th as this event for which we should have this like retrospective, okay, pack it in. Here's this 1200 days in a nutshell. This is what it meant for the state to take COVID seriously for a period of time. But so in 
in sort of trying to reject this compartmentalization in like resisting this temptation to eulogize an ongoing crisis, I think it's important to point out that almost certainly, and as we've already seen, this is not going to be the case for the media in general. And I think that this does kind of give us something very interesting to look at today, which is this way, as B mentioned, that this ongoing crisis was being eulogized, that we're seeing the process of, as we talked about a million years ago, I mean, you know, whatever, two years ago. Um, it feels like a million years. Yeah. The, <laughs> we, we said for a long time, there was this thing that we said, I think, even in like mid 2020, that the contours of what we were seeing, especially as states ran towards reopening in May, way before the vaccines were out or anything like that. You know, we always said basically it was likely or we kept thinking of the contours of this response as showing us that we almost felt like it was going to be more likely to see, you know, monuments to the dead rather than any kind of substantial shift towards actually changing the political economy um, to react to the, you know, the obvious lessons that you should take away from something like this. And, you know, I think in the next week or so, I feel like we're going to start seeing a lot of attempts to sort of make and deny meaning from the pandemic Mm -hmm. in a way that is, you know, similar, obviously, to the process that we've talked about as COVID normalization over the course of this last couple of years. But in a way, it's almost something different. It's not just normalization. It's about now um, the process of forgetting. To hear the full episode, become a patron at patreon.com slash deathpanelpod. You'll get access to this and the rest of our catalog of patron-only episodes. And be the first to get a new patron episode every Monday when it drops. With love. The Death Panel.